0: Welcome to the Magic Potion Podcast, where a sprinkle and a dash can enhance your class. Listen to learn about tools, techniques, and stories from educators on ways to improve your lessons, create a positive culture, and much more. I'm your host, Kevin Reinemann, and now it's time to make it happen. Hi, and thanks for joining us today. This is episode 14, Augmented and Virtual Reality in the Classroom, with my special guest, Jamie Donnelly. Thank you for coming on today, Jamie. Could you please let the audience know uh, who you are and what your background in education is?
1: Absolutely, and thank you so much for having me. i um, excited to share on this topic, as always. Um, this is really what I do as I work with educators through school districts, through conferences, through collaboration, any way I can to share how immersive technology can really impact learning for our students and give them the opportunity to learn in a way that um, maybe isn't always discussed and maybe only talked about in one way. So kind of drawing out the practicality of using immersive technology like AR and VR.
0: Awesome. That's what I love to hear and and doing the latest and greatest um, isn't always necessarily the best decision, but it is usually a way to find that engagement with students as well. So what do you think the big deal with um, augmented reality and virtual reality is like what's the future of it in the classroom?
1: Well, interestingly enough, I think the big deal right now is the wow factor. I think a lot of people are like, whoa, how did that happen? You know, it's like being a magic trick that we're showcasing, um, which is good. And it it has attracted people, which is what we're all excited about. We're all excited about the why for sure. Um, But I think one of the areas that it's uh, not really seen as, like you said, the practical use in a classroom, what is the future of this? And I think we talk a lot about ARVR, but we actually don't need to necessarily identify it as separate from any other technology. I think in the future, we're looking at more of it integrated into our daily lives, what we normally just understand technology to be. And I think at some point, it's going to switch where we're not really identifying each little aspect of that technology, but just using it and it being interwoven in our lives.
0: Yes, like the wearable technology just seems to keep uh, popping up everywhere. And then some of it's disappearing and then coming back in different forms like Google Glass. I don't really see that anymore. <laughs> but man, was that awesome when it was out. And I, I really see that coming back at some point, don't you? Or at least some sort of eyeglass wear integrated into our daily life.
1: Right. I agree. Um, I think we use devices right now to help substitute those experiences. Um, But I do agree that we're going to start seeing it more seamless in our regular life like glasses. Um, I think Google had brought out an incredible product. Google Glass was just before its time. I just don't think people were quite ready to use something like that every day. And now that we see how we're really using even mobile devices and how much it really has taken over our typical communication and collaboration. I mean, how many of us even have home phones anymore? And so I think that as we're seeing this trend happen, such as, you know, the watches that have come out and, um, how we're using that even for health and, and the benefit of all those areas, we are definitely going to see, um, these glasses start to make a comeback. I know 2020 is when Apple's looking potentially to release, um, their Google Glass, as far as money goes, we can watch and see how these companies are spending and what they're spending it on. And that investment, I think that there's a lot of um, concepts that are very possible that we can see some glasses. And when it comes out from big companies like Google or Apple, I think we're going to see either that make or break, right? People are going to accept it and it's going to continue to move forward or, hey, that was a total bombshell, let's move on, you know. But I think with their concept of augmented reality continuously being on the forefront and the finances that have been invested and the profit that they're forecasting here, even for 2020, I think we're looking at some strong reasoning as to why that is going to continue to come back into play.
0: Oh yeah. Like having the Apple watch, I I can't imagine walking around without having it now. Maybe that's just the (laughs) Apple junkie tech person in me, but from a person that has always struggled with directions when I'm out on a drive, mm-hmm. having GPS in my car was great. But now that I have it on my watch as well, so that I don't have to look down at that device, it just has that haptic feedback on my wrist and telling me, hey, don't be a dummy. Your turn is coming up here in a little bit. Wow. So I can see that easily translating in the coming back into the eyeglasses and sunglasses and stuff like that. So. I definitely see a future as well, and you know maybe that's just my hope that my GPS will be in front of my eyes without me taking my eyes off the road at the same time.
1: Well, and you know, I'll tell you that I still don't have an Apple Watch. I don't think I've ever really desired to have an Apple Watch. I think it is a, um, a recent, though, um, enthusiasm because... With what they're doing with both, you know, looking at your heart and monitoring your pulse and those types of things, um, ECG being actually available mm-hmm. all the time, you're having, if I fall and, you know, you think about elderly, I know for me, my parents thinking about their health and thinking about that being tracked and somebody being available should they need them. Um, but then also being able to go to your doctor and upload your health log that even for me sleeping, like am I getting quality sleep? Am I in REM sleep? Like those types of things that I think are daily impacts on our lives, concerns that we have. These are some interactions, but I can absolutely see in the future that this Apple watch and augmented reality will start playing together. And uh, you know it's gonna be like watching some of this, you know our, 80s movies about technology maybe come into life here. I I definitely see and anticipate that happening.
0: Yeah, they definitely have started to move the product to being not just something to be cool and have that wow factor, but to give that functionality and actually change people's life and even potentially saving people's lives. That's that's a direction anyone can appreciate, but we're always going to have that bubble of money. (laughs) It's never going to be cheap especially with the Apple stuff. Right. Um, So I I am very uh, interested in in watching this whole wearable technology thing grow. And and just like you're saying, it it seems like every keynote that Apple does, here they go. Here's augmented reality right back in your face. Here's how they really focus on the games though. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I'd like to, I'd like to look more of, you know, we're always pushing, um, these apps are always for consuming stuff. So what can we do to create? Like, I know I've worked with students. I've used CoSpaces to make virtual reality. Um, and that was great. I love that product. But other than that, I haven't really come across too many things. There's only so many hours in the day to, to research. So that's why I reach out to people like you. Like, what do you um, suggest or what forms are out there to create augmented reality and virtual reality that you see being a big benefit in classrooms.
1: You know, there are quite a bit of creation tools out there. I think it all really depends on what you're looking for. Um, You know, typically when I'm sharing out resources, I want to know a little bit of a background, like what exactly is your goals in this? What do you want to accomplish? And um, you know, I can share out different tools of VR and AR in general But sometimes that doesn't really apply. Sometimes you want to have things that are very specific and narrowed on your content as opposed to just something general that can be applied to a lot of things. I tend to share more of that where it's general than I do uh, specific to content. But, you know, that really, it kind of depends on the conversation. But, you know, some of the ones that we're certainly seeing is uh, with our Merge Cubes, we're starting to see some object you know, viewers coming into play of creating 3D objects and having something like that work. Um, When we're talking about AR, we're starting to think a little bit more about, um, you know, what is it that I have to have a background in or some knowledge in? And I think 3D assets is going to be a big piece of that. So learning how, you know, having the tools to create your own 3D content is going to be huge. And then uploading your 3D content in this, augmented reality space is that that next piece. And so we see a lot of things that you could do, like, you know, filters, AR filters, you have studios where you can create some, some activities when you scan this, this happens. Um, But ultimately, you know, you're, you're going to have just quite a bit of different things that you can create on the augmented reality side. I agree with you, CoSpaces to me is one of my favorite for VR. But you know, they've now included even augmented reality on that end as well. Um, But giving people a chance to create their own virtual reality experiences, such as, again, talking about 3D assets. Well, another hot commodity is having 360 content available. You know, our students being the designers of creating their own 360s is massive. I mean, that's an expensive product to buy, both 3D assets as well as 360 images or videos. That's really hard to come by. So getting our students to be able to get to the point where they're making their own stuff. And starting from there to go in to creating more of that virtual and augmented reality is really key.
0: Yes. And, you know, one one of my big things is 3D printing. That's one of my major passions yeah. that I, I go to conferences and I talk about and um, teachers and, and uh, college students and all, all the like. I'd love to share my passion for 3D printing. And, you know, it really boils down to, for me, when I'm talking to others, there's I don't know if I want to use the words fear or apprehension or anything like that, but there's this almost like a fear of the unknown. Okay, I haven't done it before. When you tell me I'm going to be doing three-dimensional design, that kind of puts me off a little bit. And I don't know if I'm capable of doing it or if my students are able to do that. But in my experience, these students that are growing up with this love and passion for Minecraft, they can pick up and run with Tinkercad. And start making these 3D assets, with without much direction. Just tell them where the tools are, and how what to click and where, and they're off and running.
1: Right. Well, have you checked out 3D Bear?
0: I I ran into oh I forget what his position was down at FETC uh-huh. back in January. I, I met them. Mm-hmm. What, what was that? Was it Jesse? Yes, yes. I okay. believe that's who it was. Um, and he let me put on the Microsoft Hololens lens that he had at his booth. And that was my first time experiencing that. Hmm. And yeah, that, that was pretty fun. I downloaded the app on my phone, but I haven't had a whole lot of time to really get into that one to uh, to play with it. I've done more with Metaverse. Wow. Um, I, I like that product. I think they need to start doing more towards getting into schools and and worrying about um, compliance and laws and all that type of stuff as well. Mm -hmm. But I see that as definitely an area to easily create augmented reality as well. Um, It's been a while since I've looked at 3d bears. they there something I absolutely need to go check out?
1: I would say, yes, if your passion is for 3d printing too, this is a great collide with both um, the augmented reality as well as the 3d printing and working hand in hand with one another. So if I need to see it digitally before I actually 3d print it, then I have that as an option. Um, and then adding that interaction around you, I think that's just really cool. And, uh, certainly something that you can check out and get a little bit more in depth with them. I think they're growing and they're really always, I think all these companies would like to talk to educators, would like to see how their product can better meet their needs. Um, so yeah, I would say that was that would be a good one if that's if that's a passion.
0: I am downloading it right now as we are talking, <laughs> and yeah, I noticed in the in the cool. in the app store here, there's actually 3D Bear AR and then 3D Bear VR. I didn't realize there was two of them in here.
1: Yeah, let me go check that out. Well, um, I'll tell you from the AR side is they're moving more towards like the collaborative. Um that is really necessary. So when you're thinking about your students getting on and having assignments that you're pushing out and you're getting all of their responses and their you know, their interactions back, that's super important. Um, I have not worked in their VR space very much. I don't know if that is, I know that their last version update was a year ago. So I would anticipate that they've moved away from the VR because they are so heavily focused. On the AR side of it, mm-hmm. um, which makes a lot of sense, but being able to also customize. So talked about AR creation. Um, you can actually customize the objects that you place in there now, the skins of the objects. So if I have an image that I want to use on my cube, I can without being stuck to the colors that they give me. I now can upload my own images into those items. It's pretty cool.
0: It's great. Yeah. And, you know, I look at this stuff as new avenues that, you know, research projects are always going to be a necessity. Our students are going to need, especially in the high school level, middle school level, they need to know how to write a paper. They need to know how to cite sources and everything. But they don't need to do that for every single major assessment. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I'm I'm a big proponent of giving them choice, giving them options, let them demonstrate uh, the different styles of learning you know give them their artistic side whatever it may be you give me pen and paper i'm not going to be able to do anything you let me hop on tinkercad i'm going to be able to at least put something together for you and since i'm invested in making that i'm going to take a lot of pride and passion in that and uh you know, i've had that experience with uh, with students doing virtual reality if we go back to co-spaces i watched a student that if it was a paper they probably wouldn't have done so well when we're looking at the American revolution and talking about battles. But then we, we put in front of them, recreate this battle scene from the book in this virtual reality environment. And they blossomed. They were able to label everything in there and they were just making this immersive environment that was able to completely demonstrate their um, competency of the concepts that were discussed in the classroom. So to me, AR and VR, Yes, that word is kind of, people still don't know what to expect. Right. But it's this great opportunity with very little investment. I mean, you, you got to pay for devices and everything to to be able to create it. But it's not like you're going and needing to buy more ink for your printer or more pencils or more markers or anything like that. As long as the battery's charged up, here we go. Let's make it happen.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. I, I totally agree with that because I think... Um we do hear a lot of the fad instead of a lot of the heavy content and um, the opportunities that are not mainstreamed. So we always hear about Google expeditions or Erasmus now HP reveal. So you hear about these, you know, tools that have been around for a long time or, or really have been given a lot of money for advertisements. Right. And they're yes. good, but they're not, that's not all there is. There's so much more. So I very rarely share those resources. Um, I'm almost always going to share the resources that, I, um, that are outside of that box and outside of the, what those offer and try to give um, more tools that maybe people aren't aware of. So that's the exciting part. There's, a, there's stuff coming out that really have not hit mainstream yet, and that it is just phenomenal
0: yeah and anytime we give that option to create instead of just hopping on checking things out you know just like with all assessments we're always going to need spelling tests where there's always going to be a time and place for some multiple choice questions and things like that but at the end of the day it's it's really needs to be about the students and them being able to not only show the teacher but to show themselves that yeah i i really do get this i i really do understand what this was and why we were talking about it and why it has an impact on my life and all those around me.
1: Absolutely.
0: So uh, I really want to be mindful of your time. I know we both need to uh, go pick up our little ones and enjoy (laughs) some time with them as well. So uh, thanks for coming on today. Is there anything else you want to say to the audience or uh, let them know how they can get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, there's, well, I have a website, arvrinedu.com, so arvrinedu.com. I I share out regularly, so people that subscribe will get um, new ideas, new updates, new content coming out. Um, I know that you talked about loving 3D printing. I have an event coming up next month, actually here in a few weeks, on October 23rd called Global Maker Day. And we have a lot of people coming in doing digital, people that are doing physical creation. So there's quite a bit. Um, it's a day of making for our kids, which is really cool. So I'd love for people to jump in on that. Love and it. uh, yeah, it's, it's all, so much going on. There's constant things happening. And all these conferences that will be coming up in the spring. So many of us are just prepping for that.
0: Awesome. Well, once again, thank you for coming on and to the folks that are listening at home or in the car or in your classroom or wherever it may be. uh, Thanks for listening in today. Go out there and make it happen with your students. Thank you for listening to the Magic Potion Podcast. This podcast was created using Anchor FM. Please subscribe and leave comments with your thoughts and ideas from the classroom. Until next time, get out there and make it happen.